All right, guys, so if you're, uh, if you're new, if you're visiting here with us this morning, uh, my name is Curtis. I'm the middle school pastor here, and uh, we're starting a new series this morning, not about pizza. That was, that was awesome. Uh, we're starting a new series here this morning called The Generous Life. Uh, and so we want to talk to you about something that's going on uh, in our church, that's going on uh, with the entire church, and how you guys can be involved with that. And we're going to be talking about that over the next month or so. Um, if you guys are looking for it, it should be in the library under Generous Life Intro. Uh, but the, the thing we want to talk to you guys about is how can you guys get involved with what's going on in the life of the entire church, because you guys are actually a part of the church now, not just the future of this church. You're the part of the, the church right now. Uh, and there's a building campaign that's going to be going on. Uh, we're, we're expanding what we do, and, and we're expanding uh, our ability to do that with, uh, with a new building. Um, and this campaign is for the church that you guys will become. So we want you guys to be involved with this because you all are going to be one day inhabiting the auditorium as the adults here, running ministry here, uh, being the hands and feet that do what so many other people do now. You guys are coming after and there are people who came before you who laid that groundwork and we want you to be a part of what is going to happen here in the future. And so real quick, I think it's important to remind us what our mission is as a church you guys have probably heard Pastor Brad say this a bunch, but our mission is to lead and to live others to lead, uh, to, and to lead others to live, excuse me, as everyday followers of Jesus. And one of the ways that we're doing that is we're trying to create more room and to grow with the city around us. And we'll be actually looking at a, a video in just a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but as we create more room, because the city is actually growing uh, in insane ways around us. I don't know how many of you guys actually live in Linwood, but most of you, I would venture to say, probably live in Snohomish County. And in the next, like, I think it's in the next 17 years or so, they're expecting Snohomish County to grow by over 160,000 people. That is a lot of people. And so how are we as a church attempting to grow with the city and the surrounding area around us so that we can actually impact more people with the gospel and help others to live as every followers of Jesus. This is going to create a, a, an opportunity for us to, uh, to make a potential impact on the city of Linwood and the surrounding areas, and it's specifically by creating a, a hub for community outreach, ways that we can actually tangibly uh, reach out to people who live around us and not just have a cool building to come to on Sunday morning uh, that people hopefully come to, but to have a hub where we can send people out of. And so we've got this uh, building that we, we have recently purchased or we're in the process of purchasing called the CDS building. So if you guys have been out in our, I believe that's the north parking lot, right? I'm like directionally challenged. North parking lot over here. In the back corner of that parking lot, there is a building uh, that is in the northeast corner called CDS. And that is a building that we're purchasing as a church uh, to provide some more uh, room for our church. And we discuss a little bit of what that looks like. So there's this project, and it's going to sound like a lot of money. But there's this project that we're undertaking that's $5.2 million. And I want to tell you guys a little bit about what that's for, because I think if we look at just a number, we're going to go, well, that seems just a lot. 
There has to be some purpose, some point behind all of this. And so one of the things we're going to do is we're going to remodel our church's auditorium. And why we want to do that is, one, we need to create more seating in our balcony on the main floor. As the city grows around us, we've got to have a place to invite people to come and be a part and to worship with us. And to search out, as we talked about last night uh, at, um, at our Black Ops event, the reason that we exist in our uh, ASM groups here, middle school and high school, is we want to create a place where students, where your friends can come and ask questions and search out the answer to the most important question they will ever answer in their life, which is, who is Jesus Christ? Who do you say that he is? So we want to create more space where people can come and be a part of answering that question. Uh, we're also going to be increasing, uh, these should be up here, I'm going to fly through them real fast. We're going to be increasing the visual beauty of the auditorium with new lighting uh, and warm wood accents. So we're just going to kind of give our auditorium a facelift. Uh, also, we're going to have installation of additional screens and an upgraded sound system. So if you guys go to third service today, you'll actually get an opportunity to hear that brand new sound system because it was installed this week. Uh, also, new carpet and chairs. I don't know if you guys have ever been in the auditorium during like uh, our uh, Halloween event that we do here, a trunk and treat, when all the uh, chairs are cleared, but that carpet is just straight dirt nasty. All right, so we are getting rid of it and getting some new carpet in there and some new chairs. Um, the next thing we're going to do, so we've got remodeled the auditorium. The next thing is an expanded and redesigned lobby. So uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but there's a lot of people that come through our hallways every Sunday morning. It gets a little tight. So where our offices are currently, uh, down here, not where mine and Wyatt's are, we're like up and away, but uh, where most of our offices are, uh, those are going to get gutted to make room for a much larger lobby where we can actually have time where people can hang out and have community together. Um, and that's going to be a larger visitor-friendly lobby designed around warmth and conversations. The next thing is kind of the biggest piece that kind of helps these other things happen, which is that we're going to acquire a new office building and use part of it for an outreach center. So our third floor of that building right in our, in our back parking lot here uh, the third floor will be a centralized staff space and, uh, and, and offices. Okay, so right now we have staff kind of all over our church campus. We'll all be centralized. The second floor is going to be classrooms and meeting spaces. Uh, that's for church and community use. We want to make sure that we're using a majority of that building to actually reach out and meet community needs. Uh, and then our first floor of that, which is the thing that we're most excited about this in our, what Brad has called the legacy of compassion, is the first floor is going to be dedicate, dedicated space for community outreach. Uh, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I'm going to show you a video here, give you guys a, a bigger understanding. It's probably in the, I'll come back and help you if it's not there. It's important. Uh, but we're going to show you guys a video real quick, and I'm going to hop back there and help them find it. But uh, we're going to show you a video that will give you guys a larger context of what uh, this is going to look like. I'll be right back.
1917, Alderwood Manor was not much more than a field of stumps. After being cleared of timber by loggers, the only landmark of significance left in the area was the interurban train stop. At that time, the only reason people came through this area was because they were on their way to go somewhere else. In 1919, the local chicken farmers started a Sunday school. It quickly grew, and on November 28, 1920, it officially became Alderwood Manor Community Church. And we've been here ever since. But while we've stayed in the same place, we haven't stayed the same. In 1961, a brick building was added. In 1977, a new worship complex was built. This worship complex was renovated in 2005 to make room for others. Well, I'd like to say welcome to our church family and welcome to our new lobby. <laughs> Linwood's future is bright. For more than 25 years now, we have been actively planning for the growth of Linwood. Right now, we're standing at the corner of 196 and what's 37th and then turns into 36th Avenue West, right next to our Alderwood Community Church property. This area will be multi-use. It will be multimodal. It will have areas where we can block off streets and have festivals, maybe a farmer's market, have some open space there where the community at large can come together. We are expecting a lot of growth in our city and with the coming of light rail in a short five years, uh, population will probably grow by 7,000 in just the next couple of years here. The diversity of all of our residents will continue to grow and it is just really important that we work together to build a welcoming and inclusive and a safe place for all of us to live and work and play and worship. Uh, thank you for coming to the table and working with the city and I really look forward to uh, working with the leadership and the congregation in trying to figure out how you can best serve our community. Alderwood Church's future is bright with hope. Over the next few years, Linwood is poised and positioned to become the premier city north of Seattle. At the heart of this renaissance is the new Linwood City Center. And within the boundaries of the city center lies Alderwood Community Church, which, in this whirlwind of change, is poised to become the cornerstone of compassion in this area. The picture is clear. We may be a century-old church, but God has placed us here for such a time as this. Our strategic placement in the heart of this growing community continues to become even more vital. We believe the Lord is presenting ACC with a brand new opportunity that will strengthen our gospel impact in Linwood and beyond for decades to come. On January 21st, the congregation voted to acquire the adjacent property. There are several reasons why we consider this acquisition to be both wise and timely. The three-story CDS building will accommodate church offices, classrooms, meeting rooms, and dedicated space for community outreach, which could include a coffee shop ministry, a food or clothing pantry, a medical dental clinic, or other services offered in partnership with like-minded Christian ministries like Union Gospel Mission. 
Starting in May of 2018, our auditorium will undergo a significant remodel to allow for more seating, a larger stage, and an upgraded sound system. The space will include three screens and more modernized interior design with new chairs, new carpet, and a completely new look. Next year, when we occupy the CDS building, we will also be able to make some truly exciting enhancements to our current building. Our staff offices are currently located adjacent to the lobby, but by relocating them to the CDS building, this will allow us to expand our lobby to create a warmer and more welcoming atmosphere for guests and regular attendees. As we prayerfully look ahead into the next century of our church legacy, we want Alderwood to continue forward in word and deed to serve this community and to be the hands and feet of Christ. Our desire is to impart to the next generation a lasting passion for local community outreach. This will be our legacy of compassion. To God be the glory. All right. Guys, I've seen that video a bunch of times. I love it. Um, it's so cool to see what uh, what God has provided for this church and how He has how He's blessed us. And one of the things that we want to do is take the blessing that He's given to us and see how can we expand that to actually reach out to the community around us. How can we build, as Brad's been saying, a legacy of compassion? Um, and so this is just a picture of that CDS building that's uh, right next door. Um, I don't know, this is just a side note, but I don't know if you guys all saw in that video if you recognize the dedication of our lobby. There was a baby Wyatt in there. Um, and I mean baby, but I think he was in like sixth grade. Um, but, uh, and he was also just as tall as he is now. Um, but uh, real quick, I want to share a quote with you that Pastor Brad has said over the, last, uh, over the last month or so. And he says that it is our prayer that as a church, we would build a reputation of compassion in our community that points people to Jesus so that after we are gone, we will leave behind a legacy of compassion. Um, guys, I, I want to give you some numbers now. Get to why are we doing this? Like, what's the point? And, and all, all through this next month, what we're going to be doing on Wednesday nights is help you guys understand how, how is it that you as middle school and high school students and staff how can you be involved in what's going on in the church? Our goal is to put our money where our mouth is, right? We have this $5.2 million ask. Right now, between assets and, and money in the bank, we have $1.8 million to throw at this. That means over the next three years, our goal is to raise $3.4 million. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, but God is big. Uh, and I want to... I give you guys this. I mean, this could easily, I think, uh, for somebody from the outside, this could easily look like, oh, those big church just grabbing up some more, some more buildings. And it's more than that. Yes, we want to create space where we can be like Jesus, moved to compassion. And what is driving this is that we see in Scripture that seven times Jesus was moved to compassion. More often than that, he was moved to compassion. But we see seven times where it's, it's specifically mentioned how he was feeling toward a group of people. And uh, we see that first, that when he was moved to compassion, he healed. He reached out and he met people's needs. We see that in Matthew 14, 14 says, when Jesus landed, he was on a boat and saw a large crowd 
He had compassion on them and healed their sick. Another time Jesus was moved to compassion, he healed. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Matthew 20 verse 34. Then looking at Luke chapter 7, when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. This is a mother who's coming out of the city gates and her son is dead and they're carrying him out of the city to go and bury him. Then he went up and touched the bier they were carrying him on and the bearer stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus took his compassion and he did something with it. And one thing we want to do is we don't want to be a church that says, oh, that's terrible. Okay, see you later. We don't want to be that church. We want to be a church that has compassion and then moves to action, which is what we see Jesus doing. In this next story, Jesus feeds. He meets a physical need. This is Matthew chapter 15. Jesus calls his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied after the disciples picked up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men besides women and children. Now, I look at that and I go, whoa, I've never actually divided food like and actually had it multiply, right? Uh, but here's the thing, Jesus also said to his followers that they would do even greater things than he had done. And we have a huge church. And we want to meet the needs of the community around us. The same story is told again in Mark chapter 8. And this is the one that I find most compelling is that when Jesus was compel saw comp felt compassion for others... He mobilized others to meet needs. Jesus was not on a solo mission. Jesus gathered others around him and said, go do this. When he saw and had compassion. He mobilized people. This is in Matthew chapter 9. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers to his field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Jesus gives what he has to others in order to mobilize them to go and have compassion in action with others. And that is our hope. That is why Wyatt and I do what we do. That is why your small group leaders are here is because we want you to be so in tune with who Jesus is that when you see others and have compassion, that you would do more than just feel bad for them. That you would be moved to do something. And this project, this building campaign that we're doing here at Alderwood Community Church is a corporate action of mobilizing 
people and using this new resource to mobilize others to meet the needs of the community around us. So what do we do? How can we show compassion like Jesus? We've got a couple things that I want to throw up here for you on the screen. Number one is we can grow in our unity around the mission. Remember, our mission is to live and to lead others to live as everyday followers of Jesus. What do everyday followers of Jesus do? Everyday followers of Jesus, they have compassion and they act. We want to grow in our awareness of the needs of our community. That means, guys, we want to hear from you as students. If not just those of you who are on impact team, it's great that you're on impact team, but if you're a student in our ministry and you have something that you're passionate about, a need that you see in our communities, we want to hear about it. Now, I will caution you, that doesn't always mean that Wyatt and I are going to go, oh my gosh, we're all going to go do that. But we want to help resource you, mobilize you to go and be Jesus in the community. If you have questions about how to do that, and there's a a passion that God has placed on your heart. We want you to be aware of what's going on and the needs around you. And then we want to grow in our compassion to actually meet those needs. It's not enough to be aware that there's a problem. We need to have compassion to go and do something about it. And that last thing here is we want, we want our church to grow in our generosity and give an additional $3.4 million over the next three years. This, is not a, this isn't a, a, a staff purchase of a building. This is a church. This is a church effort. This is everybody. And so I know a lot of times when we sit back as, as a middle schooler or a high schooler, we think, oh, what can I do? That is a large number, and I don't have a vocation yet. I'm not in my career. What can I do? And so for the next month, we're going to be talking to you about how you can, one, use your resources what do you have at your disposal that you can use to help in this effort? Uh, how can you use your talents, your gifts, the way God has wired you in your, to be generous? How can you use your time to be generous? And then lastly, how can you guys be generous in your relationships? What does it look like to be generous in all those aspects of life? And the ultimate thing of why this is important is we've said this year, and, and maybe we've forgotten, but I'm going to hope that somebody can help me out. We had a theme for this year in ASM. The reason why we were doing anything this year was what? Does somebody remember? Why not us? Ooh, that was last year. Somebody help me. Oh, that's so sad. Maybe Wyatt can help me out. Jesus changes everything. You guys, if that's true, if we believe that, that Jesus literally changes everything. Right? We had a whole series last year called The Upside Down Kingdom. We saw how Jesus just flips everything over and how he makes it different. If Jesus changes everything, if the impo most important thing that we can do is answer the question, who is Jesus? If that's the most important thing we can do, if that's true, then we need to make room for others to answer that question. We need to provide opportunities to reach out to our community because the example of Jesus was constantly meet a need and speak. Meet a need and speak. When people came to Jesus, they had needs and he had compassion on them and he met those needs and then he began to tell them about their deeper spiritual need. I call this earning the right to speak. People don't care about how much you have to say until they know how much you care. 
And we need to be a church that is moved to compassion, to meeting the needs of those around us. And this plan that we have as a church is to purchase a building whose primary responsibilities, primary purpose will be to meet the needs of the surrounding city. And so I hope that you guys are going to come along with us on this trip because four years from now, when this is all done, three years from now, when this is all done, many of you will have graduated from this room. You will be the adults of this church. You will be ASM leaders. You will be leading. Some of you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, will be elders in this church. We'll be serving in various ministries. We'll hopefully be reaching out to people outside the walls of this church. And hopefully you will be able to look back to this point as, man, that was the time when Alderwood exploded and began reaching people for Jesus in a way that had never been seen in the life of Alderwood Community Church before. And that is our hope and prayer. So would you guys pray with me? And then I've got a few things to tell you as we leave. God, thank you so much for the way that you have blessed Alderwood Community Church. There are so many churches that, that never see 95, 100-year anniversaries. God, you have, you have blessed Alderwood Community Church, uh, and it is time for us as a, as a body of believers, as a local church, to turn around and use that in an amazing way to bless others. God, we've been, we've been doing that. We have a rich history. But you've given us some opportunities to chase after here in order to impact our community in a greater way. God, I pray that <coughs> these students and the leaders in here and the pastors over these ministries, that we would all take part in figuring out where do we fit? Where do my resources, where do my talents, where does my time, where do my relationships fit into this legacy of compassion? God, we thank you for loving us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and paying the ultimate price for us so that we might enjoy eternity and relationship with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.